Welcome back to Infinity Nerd. I'm your host, John Haycock, and I'm back here with my host, Mike Smith. How's it going? And we are here to discuss the Disney Plus series, Loki. Uh, We're on the finale episode, episode six, titled For All Time, Always. Uh, We're going to, as usual, do non-spoilers. So, as usual, if you haven't watched, go watch it, please before you finish this episode yeah there's lots of spoilers yeah but we're gonna do non-spoilers so um what are your first thoughts mike i would say without spoilers the episode was slower than i expected it to be yeah but it really picked up at the end and was totally worth the wait yeah, I think that's how. I guess if I had to sum it up in a one little pretty sentence, that's it with a bow. Yeah, I don't think there's much we can't not spoil. Every little no. detail, I feel like it's important. Yeah, every scene is important in this. Even when there's times you're like, okay, let's move it along, let's move it along. Every scene is important. All right, you've been warned. Spoilers. So. The beginning, you know, where we get left off, um, they explain the different universes. Mm-hmm. And I was, see, I, I knew I was right. I knew it was a different universe. And they all have their own specific timeline. So there's one timeline per universe, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Um. I was just glad to see how it's actually connecting because I've been saying I think this whole series, how is this connecting to Doctor Strange? How is this connecting to Doctor Strange? Because that's supposed to be the whole multiverse thing and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just like, how is this going to connect? It seems more like it's connecting because of Kang being you know, Easter-egged and referenced in small bits throughout the whole season. I kept saying this seems more like Ant-Man 3 where he's been confirmed to appear. Right. Uh, so I was really happy to see that this is kind of how not only Kang is coming, but that anything can happen now. Anything. Oh, you yeah. Know, we can, Definitely. I know you're a big fan of theories surrounding Steve Rogers coming back, which aren't <laughs> going to happen. Like, just No, I know. But I know. I've made my peace with that. That's, that's good. But, for example, if he chose to came, or come back in some form, even if it's for a one-off, like let's say he wants to be in the fourth Spider-Man movie for whatever reason, he's just a big fan, wants to do that. There you have a way to bring him back without having to ruin what's come before. Because yeah, you can just definitely. swap over from multiverse. And this is something that was really good with um, the Arrowverse uh, for a long time, is that they were able to just kind of swap back and forth and be like, oh, hey, this character's dead. Not over here, they're not. And so they could bring him back. Or um, it, you know, if they needed to get someone who isn't available you know what i mean like they just they had mm-hmm. abilities to navigate a lot more waters than they normally would and i think with marvel making a linear timeline a linear universe for as long as they have they've built it up so well um yeah i, I seriously think it is the cinematic achievement of the 21st century absolutely I don't, think, I, I don't think anything will come like it even afterwards at least not for many years to this level well and i here's what i want to say about this whole multiverse thing and that Kang is coming. He's either and or I could see him being the big bad of Avengers 5 
and all of phase four at the same time. Well, my thinking is, is you remember when he talks about how if they kill him, they're going to have to deal with an infinite number of him. Yep. So my guess is, or I guess really just my theory is, maybe Kang is going to be the big bad for the new Avengers, but it's going to be the original Kang, um, which is a variant of what we saw, but it's going to be the one from the comics, the big bad, the badass dude. Well, he mentioned multi, you know, infinite and, and everything like that. Like it could yeah. be a numerous amount. So we could in Avengers five, Kang, a variant of Kang is there a bad Kang, but not yeah. the big bad Kang. Right. You save him for your end game level event. Yeah, because I felt like gone. Yeah, I felt like the the guy that we saw in Loki was kind of like a the Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah, the Mandarin. It was kind of yeah. just like that. Right. Where it was like the softer version, like this is the puppy dog side. Yeah. Um it the fact that he mentioned a multitude could just be that this is going to be a reoccurring villain for a long time which I'm totally fine with. I think King the Conqueror is a good choice. I don't know much about him, but I know that he is not one that you want to mess with. Um, the fact that he's so... I mean, all of Phase 4 and the second saga, which I think can now be loosely titled the Multiverse Saga or the Multiverse War Saga. Yeah. Um, because that's really what I think all the rest of Phase 4 is going to be about. To oh, degree, I'm sure. To a degree. I don't think like Black Panther is going to deal with the Multiverse or even the team that they're building that we'll call them, uh, what was it the Thunderbolts or the what? What was the other um, Dark Avengers? Yeah. So, you know, the Thunder Avengers, as well, <laughs> yeah. the Dark Thunder. The Dark Thunder team, all right? They have jerseys and everything. Um, they're recruiting. That, so this, that, to me, and I mentioned this, I think last time, there's two main storylines that they've been building up. The team that's being put together by Chick from Seinfeld, um, Team Seinfeld. Yeah. Julia released uh, uh, Louise Dreyfus. Yes. Um, whoops. And then also the multiverse, which we didn't know how it was going to work in. So the fact that we're getting that, I think both those storylines may come to a head, like I said. And also we have Secret Invasion in Phase 4, yeah. which I thought would be Avengers 5. Like, Secret Invasion is a huge storyline. So what are your final thoughts about Kang? What do you think will happen with Kang? I was surprised that Kang was so like the first time we're introduced to Kang, he's so chill. He's so yeah. zen. He's just like, oh, he's he's so excited about everything. You know what I mean? Like he was excited mm -hmm. to meet people, almost like he had been lonely for a long time, which he had kind of mentioned. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to point out about the whole scene with him that someone had pointed out on Twitter that I noticed, and I brought it up to you outside of this, is the fact that it almost um it almost, what's the word? Like recreated in a form. There's a word I'm looking for, but I can't think of it. But it was almost like another version of Adam and Eve and the serpent with the apple. And he was even eating an apple. Interesting. I never even really thought about that. And it was Eve who took the apple and doomed mankind, right? Right. That correlation that it almost kind of was a recreation of that because Sylvie being Eve in this instance. Yeah. Killed him, taking up the serpent's offer in a way, right? Or wanting, whatever. Taking up the serpent's fruit, in a well, way. Well, that's the thing. She didn't. Loki did. Yeah, I guess that's not a good Sylvie analogy, didn't but... believe him whatsoever. She was still, 
you know, really skeptical about everything he said, but Loki was like, well, I under, I understand deception and right. I don't think he's lying. Yeah. So basically I would say that Loki's Adam, she's Eve because basically she doomed all mankind for making a bad choice. I mean, that's, that's the, for that. Yes. Yes. That's, that's in it's a nutshell. Um, I thought that was a cool little thing that I didn't even think about till someone posted on, on Twitter. And I told my wife that Nikki, and she was like, that's actually what I thought the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, then they should have made the apple red. Like, just to give it that extra. I mean, not that it was the exact same version of everything, but, you know. Um, I mean, maybe they didn't even do it on purpose. Like, maybe it was just something that they put in, and then people kind of yeah, recognize that. Um, I don't know. Other things about Kang. I'm glad that he was the one who created the TVA, not just because, you know, we predicted it here, but because of the fact that now we have a better sense of who's the next big bad. Kang, I'm excited to see where they take the character. Yeah, uh, I hope we get this version. Yeah, hopefully we get to see the cool comic book version. They, um, I, tr- I trust Marvel. That's all I gotta say. I need yeah. a shirt that just says "I trust Marvel." <laughs> Alongside Kang, mm-hmm. he talks about the history of the timeline. So he starts yes. talking about the first variant of himself, which I've been trying to piece together. Would that be technically him? The way he spoke about it was almost like, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong if you disagree, but it almost sounded like there was multitudes of him and that he kind of combined them into one person. Which made him, right? Which made him, but none of them are evil. Well, So I thought that was a little odd. I was, I, I, that line confuses me because he says a variant of myself uh, first did all this stuff, but like he's the one that discovered all the universes and all this stuff. So what happened to that variant if you're now controlling the timeline? It says Nathaniel Richards lived on Earth as a scientist in the 31st century, where he discovered the existence of alternate and parallel universes. At the same time, variants of himself in these alternate universes learned the same thing, leading them into meeting one another. The variants shared knowledge and the technology with each other, Though some of his variants saw the alternate universes as places to rule over, thus starting the multiversal war. After one of his variants discovered Eliath, he who remains and and harnesses power, ending the war, he isolated the time his timeline, dubbed the sacred timeline, and created the time variance authority to govern and protect it from being overrun for its variants. So it sounds like right. in, is that he somehow blocked all of his time from being attacked by the others, and now that Sylvie has killed him the doors are open. Yeah. The, gate, the floodgates are now gone. Yeah. He basically just fixed that timeline where they can't get in, I guess, essentially, which is, I guess what that big ring was. Yeah. Just surrounding the castle. Right. Right. Well, this was, I Please. just started to think about Sylvie and how they never really answered why she was taken in the first place. Well, that kind of brings me to that point where uh, um, Kang was like, stop complaining, Sylvie. Like, just stop. (laughs) Like, he just gets fed up with her just complaining about it all the time. Right. And so it's like, yeah, 
move on. Like he gave you options. Why do you want to kill him? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me with her part. Yeah. It was very interesting to see, um, because she never really got any resolution. Like she killed him. And then she was just like, I guess I'm on the run again. Like what yeah. do I do now? Whereas the other option that they had was to give her purpose. But she's never really had that in her life. Which I guess is kind of essential to, you know, being a Loki is that glorious purpose. Yeah, I kind of wish that they would have let it be the shot where she jumped up and it was in slow-mo like she was going to stab him. Instead of the way that she ended up stabbing him, I thought, I was like, this is the moment that's going to change the MCU forever because she kills him. And that's what I was thinking in that moment. And then I think Loki stops her. She He teleports. Yeah, he teleports her. And I'm surprised... I'm surprised. So when she jumps, he teleports and you see him teleport. Um, And he ends up, I thought she was going to stab him, but somehow ended up just being up against this rope. Yeah. I I was like, he doesn't, he's not impervious to blades. Why is he? Yeah. Like how did he not get stabbed? Sorry. One sec. No, you're good. It's not a sub. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's fine. Was it because you said whole wheat? Probably. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you. That's my dinner. Um, okay, so um, Sylvie killing him, I thought was very interesting. I didn't know which direction they were going to take it when he first offered for them to run the TVA. I was like, I could see a season two with them writing it that way. That would be awesome. I wish they would have been like, yeah, sure. Like, but I mean, that's what they sense. wanted. Like. Loki even talked to Mobius about that in, I think, like the second episode or even the first episode. And he was like, what, you just want to rule space and time? You just want to rule everything? I mean, that's essentially since Avengers started, he wanted to rule. He wanted to start with Earth and then he just wanted to continue on his journey to rule every other planet in the galaxy. Well, one question I have is if he knew everything that was going to happen, the way it was going to happen, why did he send Miss Minutes to ask them if they wanted to take up his offer to do something great, have whatever they want? Well, maybe he sent her down just as kind of like a, well, what if they take it? If they take it, sweet. But he like, knew what was going to happen. Let them be on up their until, way. Up until he crossed the threshold. He knew everything that was going to happen. It could be something to where they needed to, um, that they had to have that test to reassert themselves into what yeah. their goal was. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could look at that, but um, the fact that Sylvie didn't want to run the TVA because her whole life she's been running from them makes perfect sense. It's like if you're running from the cops and all of a sudden they said, well, we want you to be a cop. It's like, whoa, 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 wait, I've been a criminal my whole life and now you want me to be here? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. You. That's kind of a bad example because there is a true story about that happening. I'm sure, but I'm saying like on the regular, most people. Right, and I mean with how traumatized that she is, um, I'm sure she has some serious trust issues. Well, she's always been someone who's I'm dealing with this my way. Damn the consequences. Yeah, we'll face them later. And now the whole universe is. Well, I mean, she's consequences. I find this part to be more of like. I don't know. I don't I don't know if this is going to sound bad and I'll maybe edit it if it does sound bad, but I like to think of Sylvie's story of being on the run and trying to fight for herself and trying to live 
because the TVA is just trying to take her life away. Mm-hmm. It's it makes me think of like the the women's movement, like back in the like sixties mm-hmm. when they wanted to vote and stuff like that. They fought. She wants to live. She doesn't want to die. She doesn't want to be pruned. There's no point. Like she she thinks she was wronged because she was taken as a little girl. And like she says uh, at the very beginning of the episode when they're standing at the doors and she's like, I need a minute. Like I've been working on this my entire life. I've been pruned when I was a young girl. But she wasn't I just actually need some pruned. Time. She was just picked up. Right. Is that but she says pruned in the episode. Is that a mistake? That's what I was thinking. I'm not sure. Because I was confused on that too. Yeah, I was pruned since before you were born or something like that, right? Something uh, like that. So I was like, whoa, 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 wait, pruned or abducted? Those are two different things. So From what we saw in the last couple episodes, she was abducted. Yeah, so I think it was a mistake on the writing, which is surprising because of the level of quality that we get. But mistakes are fine. They happen. Yeah. Not a huge deal. She could have even just said pruned accidentally as a character. Like, you could blame it on the character, just, you know, talking out of turn. But yeah. Um, I thought that was an interesting point as well. Um, with her doing this, it changes everything. It makes her much more of an, a, a much more important character going forward because now she's going to be, I don't want to say famous, but known amongst us as the one who caused everything that comes after. Yeah. And I like it's like this. It's not just like, oh, hey, uh, Titan wants to come and just snap out half of you know everything because he wants to save the galaxy in his own mind. Kang's not just like, oh, I want to conquer this world. It was because someone let the doors open. Right. And so it's a mistake that someone that we care about did, and that makes it a whole different ballgame than what we had in the first saga. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, I guess we'll find out more when, you know, Spider-Man happens. Um, Renslayer and Mobius. So this scene I thought was great. Um, It was very brief. Um, a lot more brief than I expected it to be. I said it right. A lot yeah. shorter. A lot shorter than I expected it to be. <laughs> um, it was a great scene because we got to see that I thought Renslayer was going to be done and be 15 by the end of the season. I'm glad they're not and that they're coming back. Um, the well, cast- yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what Renslayer's been doing since she walked out. Well, my question is, will we see our version of uh, Mobius and B-15 in season two? Or do you think this is just a whole new bar- ball game? At least for the first few episodes, I think it'd be a whole new ball game. I really hope not, because it'll be like a whole brand. It'll be like a whole like season one all over again. Not necessarily. He has to re meet this these people, and but they're seeing they're like, okay, we're in crisis mode. The timeline is collapsed. Whatever you want to call it, it's it's on fire, right? This isn't season one where it's like no we're keeping the the timeline in check this is Mm -hmm. the whole place is on fire what's going on he's the only guy who says i have all the answers so it's totally different i think it'll be very interesting to see how they play it off because you this is the point where you can appeal to the hardcore fans who are like multiverse we're all for it and then the casual fans are like what's a multiverse who've never heard of it or seen it in any other thing um and doing the variants, I think, was a great way to introduce that. You're just like, okay, so this is just... He's not supposed to be here, but he is here. And that's why he's a variant. Yeah. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how they do that going forward. But Yeah, and then... Um, he exposes her secret analyst. 
that we've been hearing, which was just her for the last few episodes from that high school, which is, yeah, just the variant of her. Of or it could be her herself. Well, no, I she got the pen, no, so... I don't think so, because she Mobius was talking to Renslayer as she was packing her stuff up. And then uh, they had that team of uh, the TVA okay. agents TVA. Yeah. going after B-15. Right. And she convinced that other commander. I just thought that was a very, uh, they went back in time and showed her before she became the judge. I didn't think of it that way. But the fact that what they said, or that you were saying about how it is hers, unless she knew, I wonder if, so you know how she knew the truth, that they were variants, right? And that yeah. they came from a timeline that didn't exist. What if she just went back to check on what she was and stole a pen as like a uh, mem- memorabilia of her own life? And she is the other one. Because otherwise, why would a principal be involved? She's talking to herself. That gets messy. Unless, unless she's just, you know, she is, um, kind of just on the sideline trying to help Ravana. Maybe, but just playing dumb when she's being questioned about it. It's possible. We'll have to see. I think with season two, but I'm glad to hear that she's coming back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because she is. I like characters who mix things up. I don't like characters who is just good, bad. I like the characters who kind of. You're not sure. You're you kind of root for them in a way, but they jumble up the snow globe just enough yeah, to shake up definitely. the story. That's how I world. felt about Sylvie at first. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting. But this the scene was very brief. Um, I like that she now knows that Mobius is out there, a Mobius somewhere, mm-hmm. um, our Mobius, and that she's trying to find out where Kang is from because in the comics, Kang loved her. Yeah. So I wonder if she's going to run into a variant of Kang and work with him somehow to find a way to control the timeline and control everything. And that she'll become a bigger villain in the future. Or maybe she's going to be his Achilles heel in some form. It's a good possibility. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) but that was a really cool scene. I like that we saw that they had a moment um, where it was like, I'm back. You're here. I'm here. This is where the line is drawn. And she's like, yeah. nope, I'm out the door. And so now we know where they stand. Yeah. She doesn't even want to side with Mobius at this point. So just before um, they're, they're, you know, they're talking and everything like that. And then she tries to attempt to kill him again. But then Loki stops her and then they end up fighting. But it's just like Adam and Eve did. Right. And I, the first thing that I kind of really thought of was kind of like an Anakin Obi Wan type situation. In a um, way, yeah, um, where it was more of yeah, they had feelings for each other, like there was a bond between them. But there are opposite sides. Then they had to, you know, they had they they had to oppose each other. He wanted one thing, she wanted another. Well, really. He wanted the best for her, and the but universe. She he actually thought was it was something of else. For once, yeah, you're right. Like she, uh, he wanted something for her for the first time, like for anybody else. Well, and he also wanted something for the universe. He's like, "Hey, this keeps everything in check of how we know it. We can run yeah. things and make sure that it stays the way we want it." Versus, because it's like you want to be on the other end of the leash, or do you want to be holding the leash? Like, you know what I mean? Then that's basically what right. you're saying is that we're slaves to time. All of us are. This is a truth now that we have. What can yeah. we do about it? Absolutely nothing except run it. And she thought 
what she wanted was the best for her. Well, so. she wanted to do finish her mission. But I thought it was a great scene. I thought I'm I'm kind of happy that they ended it the way that they did with the kiss, and then uh, her blasting him mm-hmm. through a portal. I actually the TVA. thought I thought that ending of her blasting him out of the place so he can't stop her was brilliant. Yeah, uh, as far too. as the kiss, at first I'm like, eh, did they really earn it yet? But I like because it leaves things hanging. Yeah, for season two. Um, as far as the kiss itself, I thought it could have been probably filmed a little bit better, personally. Yeah, but, probably. Um, like the not angle, so like, not so rushed. It well, I mean, it was supposed to be a rushed kiss, but I think they could have done a slightly better job. Yeah. But um, given time to think, like I said, at first I didn't like the kiss in general. It's like, ah, did we earn it yet? But I do like that they did it because again. Now we have uh, more seeds to follow in season two. And I just love that everyone's coming back. I thought that it would be just like Mobius, Loki, and Sylvie. And that, that was it for season yeah. two. And now we're getting uh, Ravona and B-15, both of which have been great characters. At first, I didn't really care for B-15 because I thought she was just going to be a standard shock trooper kind of thing. Yeah, me too. And she's become a much bigger part of the universe um, within the world of Loki. And I'm excited to see where she goes going forward, whether it's alternate or ours yeah it's gonna be interesting because all of the actors have done a phenomenal job i haven't i don't have a single complaint of the main actors in the show um even miss minutes has been awesome and so yeah definitely i'm looking forward to season two yeah yeah i am as well i was thinking about that earlier today when i was rewatching the show um when uh mobius walks into the office and you know he has that conversation with renslayer i was thinking about how just how well Owen Wilson does. I think about that the other day too. You know, I know we've covered this before, but you see him in all these comedy movies and then you see him do this like dramatic, serious role. With some humor to it. Right. But I've, it's, it's always kind of a shock to me thinking, no, they're, they're just made for comedy. Like, like for example, I couldn't think uh, Dwayne Johnson could do anything but action movies. But he was in Moana. Yeah. He sang. Ah. He did voiceover work. Like I thought it was great. But um, yeah, you think I like don't know. There was just puppy. a different tone puppy. with puppy. Owen Wilson. I didn't see all those other characters. I saw Mobius. Owen Wilson has nailed Mobius to the point where even though his face is so recognizable, you don't see Owen Wilson anymore. You now see Mobius. Yeah. And that is a huge, I mean, this, we're talking what 20, 30 years of acting that mm-hmm. this guy has done playing essentially the same kind of character over and over again, which is great because we love that character, but going from that to Mobius, huge. It'll be interesting yeah, to definitely. see if he, how he plays it as himself as an actor going forward for other roles. If this is going to be a, I don't want to say on this level, this is going to be a whole different thing, but a Robert Downey Jr. Second coming kind of way where this was like his second, second wind, right? Yeah. For his career. I wonder if this will happen. The same thing for Owen Wilson. Cause he's only getting older. He's, he can no longer just do the funny guy unless yeah. he be a funny old guy. This is not the case. He had just the right, a bit of sarcasm and wit that you would want for a character like Mobius and everything else was business. And he, was awesome and he's light like, he's as so a person. great he's great yeah yeah uh, kudos to him loki we already knew was a great actor and the other three i didn't actually know him as actor actresses i should say because all three of them are actresses i didn't i haven't heard of any of them before yeah and now they're gonna be 
big going forward, especially yeah. Sylvie. I, I love Sylvie. She's probably my favorite new character of the show. And then Definitely. Moments, it's like a close. It goes and even the Sylvie even the way that they ended it, they've got to bring her back. There's there's oh, no way in hell that they wouldn't bring her back. No, when and Marvel is really smart with how they do things. They plan things out. So I'm sure when they wrote yeah. the show, they wrote it for at least like say three seasons. They mm-hmm. didn't know where these characters are going to end. At least if it's just a line of like Loki and Sylvie don't end up together. Boom. Or if they do I mean, together, like they have some plan. In eventually, motion. they'll explain what happened to her. I mean, like even with the Red Skull, you see him disappear because he touched the Tesseract, and he disappeared into space. Next time you saw him was in Endgame. Right. Well, Infinity War. Endgame. Infinity War. Oh, Thanos. Right. Yeah. Uh, but both <laughs> technically both i just had to be a punk right but, so yeah uh, they he yeah, yeah you see him in, in in infinity war so yeah that makes sense yeah so it's it's it'd be cool to see what happens in the next season um i'm excited to see if phase four begins a second multiversal war oh i'm sure it will i mean but will it be called that you think or just the multiverse? no i don't think it'll be called the multiversal war, war. The multiverse. it'll be the multiverse of madness you know because of dr strange that's but I think I, I think the next phase is going to be uh, the multiversal phase. I don't know if about four or five war because I'm talking about all of phase four, five through six. I'm talking the second saga. Oh yeah, probably multiversal. Phase, yeah, for so sure. I, pause, I apologize for that. Yes, to me, I think all of the second saga is multiverse based. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see where they go forward. But I think the multiversal war, the second multiversal war, is coming, and it might be. A bunch of Kangs. You mean like when Doctor Strange like duplicated himself in the fight with Thanos? What if it's like that with Kang, where it's just like an army of him? So it's like how we saw the fight between Thanos um, fighting Iron Man over here, and then later we saw a fight between him and Captain America and Thor and all that. What if there's all happening at the same time? Yeah. Because there's that many of them. And that might explain also why they're introducing so many new characters, because they're going to need to be all over the place to stop Kang. They might have to try to track him down one by one and conquer him, no pun intended, um, <laughs> in some form or another. So yeah. that's that's my thoughts on the multiversal war. Um, I actually would like to know more about it. It seemed like it was a war between Kangs. That's how I took it. It was Kang versus Kang versus Kang versus Kang. No, it wasn't. Well, Kang's so the first Kang, what he said was um, the first variant of himself uh, found out about um you know the different the universes, universes. Yeah. and so he opened the door to them and they became friends and then eventually everybody just started fighting each other it wasn't just kang on kang it was you know universes for example it would be it would be it would be me versus you know my doppelganger my variant um but, but yeah so the multiversal war it being yeah. all of the second saga is what i want now yeah that's i want it uh, to get crazy Oh, I'm sure it'll get crazy, especially with adding in the new Avengers and everything like that. Team Seinfeld, I think, what if, I mean, they could also be the villains for Avengers 5. I'd like there'd be like a universal villain, like the way that we've seen it, that combines them together. But yeah, maybe they try and stop time so they can control it. And then they have to go up against them so they can fix the timeline. If Kang is going to be as big as it seems like he's going to be, I think he's the next Thanos. So we're going to talk phase six. We're going to deal with him officially. So yeah. phase four's big villain might be the Dark Avengers or Doctor Doom. When do you think we're getting season two? Do you think it'd be phase four? Or do you think so it's I've been I've been thinking about that. Um, 
So I have a couple theories on that. One, the second season could be based on Sylvie and what happened to her afterwards. Maybe they haven't met up in a while and maybe we're going to see her story continue on. Because she is technically a Loki. The show is called Loki. So it would still make sense that we follow her story because she is technically a Loki. Um, Or it's not going to be for a couple years. So we watch Spider-Man and well, let me back up. So maybe we get Spider-Man and then season two, see what happens with Loki and then have him tie up with Dr. Strange and then have Dr. Strange happen. There is a rumor that he'd be in Dr. Strange. But anyways, um, if he does show up in, I don't think he's going to show up in multiverse. I think he caused the multiverse through his events and actions with Sylvie. I don't think we're going to see Sylvie on her own. I think in terms of a series, I think that this cast of characters is going to all appear in season two because they spent, they specifically said Loki will appear and yes, she is a Loki, but yeah. that'd be, that piss a lot of fans off. If Loki two is just her, Sylvie. it's gotta be the whole cast. Yeah. Maybe, maybe season two ties into the multiversal war or the multiverse. Oh, it madness. Has, to. has to. Whether it ties into Doctor Strange or its own multiverse, it will deal with the multiverse. Um, um, season two, I don't know when it's going to come out. I wish they would have said it has no release date yet. So, or if it says coming uh, will return in Phase Five or in Loki Season Two, Phase Five or twenty twenty four, twenty twenty three, something. It um, just I said know Season Two. It's probably because they just don't know when honestly where i think is that since COVID happened we didn't get marvel for a bit it actually helped give us a breath of fresh air of time to space out between infinity war or infinity saga excuse me infinity saga till now so i think it actually helped them not to mention it gave them time to really work on what they want to plan out for the next 10 years so but it'll be interesting i'm very excited that's all i gotta say yeah me too come bring it at me marvel well, if you guys have any comments, theories, uh, questions, throw them down in the comments at, uh, comment section below. Um, and again, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Um, go ahead and follow us. Um, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you su- subscribe, like our channel, uh, share the content, throw your comments and questions down below. Um, but... Other than that, that's all we got for you today. So um, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And until then, nerd on.